Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. Let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Cinco de Mayo, Wednesday, May 5th. Or as it will go down in Rangers history as knocking Futs Day. Are you kidding me? What's going on, everybody? We don't curse here on uh, Go Rangers Radio, but I don't know. There's one or two F-bombs, S-bombs in this episode, okay? But that's it. Three, literally. Giving everybody the heads up because it's been nuts. And and just wanted you guys to know, this is my second taping of the intro. I had one earlier, you know, and um, I had to redo it because this day has just gone absolutely crazy. Welcome aboard, everybody. Go Rangers Radio. It is approximately uh, about 20 to 4. And um, as everybody knows now in Ranger World, and if you don't, <laughs> oh, man, when you wake up, it's crazy. Uh, in light of the, or, or in effect, or I don't know what to say. Look, this is all happening real fast. This is just crazy. Jeff Gordon and JD have been fired. Um, I was going to, you know. I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm at a loss of words, as most Ranger fans are, okay? So here's the deal. My special guest today is Liam McGuire. Liam McGuire is an old friend of mine. Uh, we also do another hockey show together from time to time called Sticks and Taps. And the reason I had Liam on today is because uh, through our discussions, what we talk about most of the time on our show is is about fighting in the league. It's not the, the, the whole part of it, but... Um, we just we talk a lot about the old days. You know, Liam is a, a great NHL historian. He's an author, and um, he has his own uh, you know publication that he writes. Um, you know, I'll let you know later where it is and everything and stuff. You can listen to it. But um, Liam came on the show, and and, and we taped this uh, earlier, and then we wrapped up our first segment, and then you know we literally stopped the taping, and then I'm walking away from the board, and and you know. Liam texts me and says, hey, look, buddy, they just fired J.D. and, and Gorton. And I said, you got to be kidding me. So I, I fired Liam back up, and we uh, added on a secondary part to the uh, the taping today. So, look, it's a ton of fun. There's, there's no real reason here to go in on, on how they played the last few games. It doesn't matter anymore. This team has been just flipped upside down. Obviously, uh, our conversation today is about what happened Monday night. You know, real quick, you guys know me. I posted on uh, on Twitter and stuff. I'm really unfazed about it. I'm not surprised what happened the other night as far as, you know, uh, Wilson not getting reprimanded outside of a $5,000 fine. Uh, the league has created this mess in terms of how they've changed the rules in the league. There's no enforcers anymore. Uh, face shields. Uh, the officiating is inconsistent. You know, this is just all a big mess. The NHLPA, they only support each other when they're in CBA negotiations, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you got players out there trying to hurt each other, you know, all the time, every night. You know, um, the other reason, too, is if, if Wilson was wearing a Ranger jersey, I don't know if there would be as much uproar uh, from Ranger fans, uh, you know, if this hap- we did this to the Capitol. So this is just hockey. This is just the way it is. Uh, we're lucky and glad that, you know, Panarin and Buchnevich obviously didn't suffer any life-threatening injuries and stuff. Nobody got really hurt. I guess that's how the league looked at it. 
the whole Wilson. Look, we all have our own opinions on this. You know, as Ranger fans, I know you guys were all fired up and, and, and worked up about it. But you know what? That was Monday night. What happened today, what happened this afternoon, and the stories that are coming out, you know, after the Rangers put out the statement, on and on and on and on. It does, and nothing matters now. It's all about what just happened here in the last hour. I don't know. I'm speechless. So anyway, here's my interview with Liam this afternoon, not too long ago, uh, pre-JD and Gorton getting fired, and then we did a little add-on post-JD and Gorton getting fired. Hope you guys enjoy this. We also talk about uh, Laffy and uh, Schneider coming onto the team too, and, and Liam's got some great takes on a little bit of Rangers history and, and hockey history. Hope you guys enjoy it and love it, all right? So look, uh, check this interview out. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Might be an end of the season wrap up, um, and we'll kind of go from there. That's it. I'm rambling on here. So anyway, here's the uh, interview with Liam, and hope you guys enjoy it. All right, it's time to bring on our very special guest here today on Go Rangers Radio. A guy that uh, he's an outsider. He's not from New York. If you saw him on the streets and bumped into him, you'd say, get out of the way. But you know what? He might turn around and give you a Tom Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Author, an NHL historian of not only the books uh, Next Goal Wins and the real Ogie from the Slapshot movies, Mr. Liam McGuire from the great White North Academy. Liam, buddy, what's going on, pal? Paulie, there's no way I'm swinging on anybody from New York, man. No way. <laughs> oh, no, we're looking I for I want to go drinking with them. Yeah, there you go. That's right. No doubt about it. Liam, welcome aboard. And all you fans out there, one of the best drinking buddies you could ever find in Mr. Liam McGuire. Liam, how you doing, buddy? You know, uh, I wasn't sure where I was going with the show this week. And then, obviously, things happened. And, you know, what went down on Monday night here with the Caps and the Rangers, I said, you know, and then all, all the stuff that happened afterwards. So we'll get into this real quick here um, as, yeah. as far as this. I mean, me and you, I, we want to tell everybody uh, on the shows, and I said it in my intro, me and you, have done, we have another show together. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about is, um, you know, uh, fighting and hockey, the past and present, um, and yeah. how the league is, is run, how it's changed these days and everything else. And sure enough, what happens the other night, and a lot of fan, a couple of fans hit me up. Hey, how do you feel about this? And I was really unfazed about it. Um, but you're the guy that I said I got. I got to see if Liam's available because uh, this would be a great guy to talk to. So um, we all know what happened on Monday night. So I, I just want to I'm going to throw it at you, Liam, and, and give it a little summary, and then you kind of take it. and I'll bounce back with you a little bit in terms of my thoughts, and and we'll go from there. Well, I I just feel what uh, Tom Wilson did warranted a suspension. The number of games right now to me, isn't as important as the fact that the league chose not to suspend them even for at least one game because they're playing again tonight. You know, if you turn the clock back, you are literally looking at the 1970s such as they were if if this was 40 years ago, 45 years ago. So I was surprised there wasn't even a cursory, let's give them a game, then we'll reevaluate, say something, say anything. But to not at least do that and come back with a $5,000 fine. And then as I, as I wrote, when I made my posts on my social media about it, I said, well, what exactly would you call it anyway? I was trying, well, wait a minute. What did he do exactly? You know, because, okay, well, it's unsportsmanlike. There's, that's always a gray area you can do something with. Or they gave him a $5,000 fine. So I said they've at least decreed he's a repeat offender in the, in the sense that they find him, so he was outside the normal course of violence that's allowed in a game. Yep. They said, no, no, hold on, Tom. 
you got to pay the 5K. And and uh, so at least it was that. So I thought there was some avenues they could have pursued, given how egregious it was, given it was Buskevich who was down. I mean, I you know, I understand, Paulie, in the big, you're not you're not supposed to take a look and say the quality of the opponent is lesser than so because player A should deserve more. But in, in, in the morality picture of the NHL and the level that these guys are and the experience that Tom Wilson has and his track record, for him to do what he did to Buskevich on the ice and then, and then with Panarin up top when he, look, I understand he was, he was confronted. He had a man on his back. He turns around. Panarin's got no bucket. He flips him down. He could have stopped there even, as bad as that was. But then he goes down on top of him and he's feeding him. So... The whole thing, the last time I saw anything that bad was Matt Cook. And, and he, he did it repeatedly. And, and it's the worst guy since then. And that's why I saw it. That's how, that's how I wrote it. I also wrote that the Department of Player Safety is a joke. I love the Rangers' response to it. And they are going to get fined. You have to think it's going to be a big one. But you, you think about it, Polly. That would have been signed off by John Davidson arguably the most respected man not working in the NHL, like for the NHL head offices. Yeah. He's been a longtime member of the National Hockey League, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, for him to sign off on that, so I, I, I loved it. But uh, And maybe that opens up potentially some avenues going down the road. I had some people message me today talking about litigation and other things that maybe, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, it is it is quite something. And, and I'll finish on this and then throw it back to you. I think perhaps it could be a tipping point. And depending on what happens tonight, let's say it's nothing really crazy, even if there's some pushback and it's just your sort of rudimentary thing, somebody, someone's up enough guts because the Rangers don't really have a lineup that's that's cut out for that, really no, ready for that. Yeah. You certainly don't want to line brawl these guys with Chera. Halfway, thank God Oshie's not playing. I don't think he's good to go. And then you got the psycho, so they're not a lineup you want a line brawl. So, depending on how that goes, and then depending on the fine, I think we could be at a tipping point in terms of how the league moves forward with the idiots. Because myself, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here, I want fighting part of the game, I want a five minute major only. For a fight, I don't mm-hmm. want an automatic game misconduct. That that needs. There's a clear distinction there, and and I want to make that. So and anyway, retra- buddy, and that's, retractable that's face shields for me, and retractable face shields. They they hit a button on the helmet, and the face shield goes up, so you can get a good lick in there. You know. <laughs> no, listen. I, I saw your comment about that, and and you know, to to you uh, and many others, it seems foolish, right? Why would you drop the gloves and swing on a guy? Look, I'm a half fan. Look at Sher- Sherratt just came back from a broken hand that he broke on a fucking, excuse me, on a helmet and uh, and a shield, you know? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, uh, you're, you're already at the Cinco de Mayo. Heavy archer, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Seems you start talking fighting, man. I get going. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is, it is, uh, it is pretty crazy. As you can tell, I'm, I'm still kind of worked up about it. All right. Well, on, here's why I also want to talk to you about this because, um, and, and everybody check out Liam's uh, column, check him out. It's on LinkedIn. Look up Liam McGuire. 
Um, it's a great column on the whole thing. And this is what I want to get you on here, too, is about isn't the league responsible for this, what happened the other night? Okay, they've changed the league, right, uh, as far as the rules, the fighting, everything else. They've, ta- they've eliminated the enforcer. Teams can't police the, 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 the game anymore, the players, uh, like you can. You talk about the, you know, the, uh, the punks and the scumbags out there that are, you know, uh, doing all the cheap shots, and there's nobody to answer to anymore. The Rangers didn't have anybody to send after Wilson after that play the other night. And, and, and we're all sitting here, yes, thank God nobody got seriously hurt, um, you know, from, the, from what happened. But this happens all the time. So my couple of things are, is, Liam, is it the league's fault? The NHL Players Association, to me, is a joke because these guys, like I said, they don't, they, the only time they look out for each other is when they're in negotiations for CBA. Other than that, it's free game. They're all out there taking each other out. And then, and then the last thing is, is um, you know, where, where do they go from here? And the Rangers making that statement, you know, if the sweater's on another jersey, so if, if that's Tom Wilson in a Rangers jersey, you're not going to see the same uproar. And this has been going on for years on, on other teams where other guys are getting taken out. You bring up Matt Cook and, and Mark Savard being taken out. You talk about, uh, you know, the huge hits that were taken out of the game years ago, too, whether it's Stevens and Lindros going down and Korea and everything else. So this is history here in the league. But as far as the fighting, the instigate, and everything that went down last night and who's going to answer for it, Hasn't the league created this mess the way they've changed the game in the last 10 years? You, you can make the case they changed it 30 years ago when the instigator came in. And that, that kind of forced the first seismic change in how that element of the game was, was policed, officiated, internal, external, and everything else. Like, that still exists in the game. Like, it, what was the most controversial incident just prior to Tom Wilson was Wayne Simmons fighting Alex Edler. Yeah, in Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, Wayne Simmons, 77 fights. Alex Edler, zero fights. Edler had gone knee on knee on Zach Hyman, knocked him out of the lineup. And he, and and as a result, uh, Simmons challenged him first shift. Next time they played, which was just last weekend, <clears throat> past weekend. And uh, Edler gave him the fight, which, uh, of course, he doesn't know how to fight. And Simmons kind of fed him a few and then eased off and it was over. But mm-hmm. it got massive play, certainly in Canada. And, and to a lesser extent, but not much of a lesser extent, around the NHL. So what has Toronto done in the last 24 months? They've picked up Wayne Simmons. they picked up Zach Bogosian. They've picked up Jake Muzzin. They've, they've, now they've picked up Nick Foligno. They have added elements to their team that many feel have been missing from this incredibly all-star offensive lineup mm-hmm. and have not seen them win around since 2004. So these guys are still there, Polly. you know? Ryan Reeves is in Vegas. There's there's lots of guys. You look at Montreal had a couple of cases this year, but they haven't done it consistently. You know, Armia got run by Tyler Myers in Vancouver, so Joel Evanson fought him next game. They had a fight. Evanson got the better of him, you know, on a 10-point must system. You give him the round, but it was hardly Hearns Hagler from 82 <laughs> or whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's – it's just, well, this is it. That's the blowback. That's the pushback. And then everybody moves on. Meanwhile, the player who's been hit, like in Armia's case, he was out for weeks yeah. with a concussion. You know, so it's, I guess, I don't want to be that guy. I'm trying to really, really make sure I'm not here with you on this, with you right now for, for your listeners. I, I don't want to be that hypocrite because I, I'm not. I know in my heart I'm not. I want fighting in the game. So let's look at it this way, Polly. okay? Let's look at it this way as hockey fans. Take the teams out of it. Just optimally, player A is pulls on a goon show and does what he did, does to two other players. Basically the hockey equivalent of pacifist non-fighters. 
take nationalities out, take everything out. Player A does that, the player B and player C. <coughs> Penalty on the player was a misconduct, which seemed ridiculous. And, and then the game continues. And then subsequently, where the majority of hockey fans are saying, man, you're not giving this guy at least a game or two or three. And he's a, and he's a repeat offender. Take everything else out of it. Player A is a repeat offender, right? He's all these. So, oh, <coughs> excuse me. Well, hold on. He deserves a suspension. Player A deserves a suspension. How are we not getting that? So now you go back to the Department of Player Safety. Okay, George Peros, Mike Murphy, Stefan Cantel, and company. A long line of guys who seem seemingly can only get the role if you've had somewhere in the vicinity of 1,500 to 2,000 penalty minutes in your NHL career. So they're in charge and they're looking at it. Man, it reminds me in the 80s when I played the Intermediate League in Magic and we'd have a, we'd have a fight. These are men going to work the next day, myself included. I was on the committee at night and we had a fight maybe on the Sunday night and we'd sit around and I'd say, guys, seriously, at best that was double minor roughing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want anybody to get suspended, and the guys were playing each other next week, and I wanted to be there and see the scrap. But in this case here, to not have a suspension, if you just look at this objectively, totally vanilla, how is there not something more? So is it the NHL's fault? Yes, ultimately, Paulie, because no matter what we say, this is what I wrote, you know, the, the NHL is, is governed by two entities, the owners and the players. The owners have representation in Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, and their staff. The players have representation by Donald Fear. Mm -hmm. And in all of the makeup of the NHL, they get together and they, they come up with an agreement. And they call it the collectively bargained agreement. It's collectively mm -hmm. bargained by these two entities running a pro business. They don't give a flying F what you think me, Ranger fans, Cap fans, hockey fans the world over pacifists, lovers of fighters, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They are telling all of us that they don't care. They throw 5000 bucks on that two-bit POS, repeat offender, gutless coward that he is. And that's all they do? They're telling us they don't care. Exactly. So you know what? Yep. I don't care either. Me Load too. it up. Turn the clock back. Get, especially in the Metro next year, get the guys back that are going to handle Wilson. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I'd, even, uh, I'd go even further, man. That guy <laughs> would not finish any game on any against any team that I had a level of involvement in on or off the ice. Mm -hmm. He would not finish the game. It's as simple as that. You are heading down to what I said 10 minutes ago. Potentially a tipping point here is coming out of all this. Tonight could be a factor in it. The fine, less or so, but the next 24 to 48 hours and beyond, this could be a tipping point, and it's going to be interesting to see how it proceeds. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, again, you know, is, is maybe this what the NHL wanted too, you know? Yeah, it's not 5 because they're playing again, and it'll hype everything up, and it'll bring – yeah, who knows how it works. But I, I agree with Man, you on a lot of – it's not that long ago from Bertuzzi Moore. That's only – That's right. 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. You're really skating down a slippery slope – these are alpha males in their 20s, big business. And let's be fair, none of us are 21 or 25 or 28 anymore, Polly. But I was once, and so were you. Mm -hmm. And I played this game, and not on a, not a very high level, but I played it at a competitive level where score counted, where there was contact, where there was fighting. 
And I certainly understand the mechanics that are involved in all of that. And I enjoy all of that. So when a guy does that, whether he did it back in the day or he does it now, for every action that's egregious, there should be an equal and opposite reaction. And there always has been. You do something stupid in baseball, you got a 90-miler coming right in front of your eyebrows. Yep. You know, if not right at your head. That's That's been on for 100 years in baseball. And guys get tomahawked in football all the time if you've done something stupid on the football field. And it's happened in hockey for 150 years. The first game ever played with rules at McGill University in 1875 was stopped because of a brawl. So fighting's been around forever. But when you have clowns that go outside the boundaries of what we all want, Mm -hmm. and I say we, me, as a hardcore proponent of fighting, that was not a fight, and some clown steps outside like that, we're hoping the NHL can affect the proper punitive action. And when they don't, then that to me, is a clear sign. And as a general manager and a president and an owner, I am saying, okay, you said for years, you don't want the 80s back. You don't want the 70s. We look on YouTube and see that and people are aghast and go, oh my God, oh my God. They crawl into little balls when they see the violence. (laughs) Careful what you wish for, kids. Yep. Coming back. Bang on, brother. No doubt about it. All right. Before I let you go, I got to ask you about uh, your thoughts on uh, Alexei Lafreniere, his season here with the Rangers. Uh, obviously, here, the, the the fans, we all love him down here. Uh, been kind of difficult, short season, uh, breaking this lineup, obviously, with the big names up top as far as, you know, Quinn putting him in, getting his ice time. But he, he showed a lot of, um, I mean, just huge potential. Like I said, uh, I, I think um, yeah. the more he plays here, I think the better he's getting. I think the best that is yet to come here uh, with Laffey. Uh, no doubt about it. And he has this, uh, I think he has this thing, of uh, he could be a huge star here on Broadway with his personality, the way he gets along with anybody, and, and definitely the skill set is there. Uh, just a, your, a quick take on on maybe, um, you know, the fans here may have feel that he wasn't played enough, he wasn't used enough. Uh, you know, obviously there's a love-hate relationship with David Quinn here with this team and, and, and players getting ice time, especially with the young guys. It is a young team, no doubt about it. But uh, your just take on, on Laffey's season here with the Rangers, and what do you think he's going to bring to us down the road? Yeah, quickly. I know we're at the last couple of minutes here. Uh, uh, I think he got an absolute blue chipper. I said that when you drafted him. He hasn't had the uh, first season that a lot of people expected, but I would follow it up by saying his second half of the season, I think, has been substantially better. I think you've seen much more closer to the guy that's going to start next season for you. I think his numbers will increase for probably three to four to five consecutive seasons. He's going to be all of that in a bag of chips. Different times playing with Capo. Different times playing with Javanajad. He's he's looked real good. He's made some outstanding plays. Took him forever to get that first goal, and he got off the schneid. I agree with the ice time. I've been monitoring it. Love to see him with a few more minutes, and we're already seeing it in Montreal with Cole Caulfield. I mean, the guy's getting 12 yeah. minutes a night. It should be 15, 16 minutes. Are you kidding me? These guys are already game breakers. Yep. It's a younger man's game. Lafreniere's going to be a beauty. Funny, just very quickly, we're talking about it. I saw... I just just came across it. Pure, Go pure, on, brother. We, we got time for this. Go on, brother. Tell me more. We want more I about Lafferty. Let's go. I was watching a video just today, this morning, of Guy Lafleur scoring an unbelievable goal uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. He's going, yeah, big deal. He got a lot of them. No, man, he was wearing a helmet. You know, it was in his first year in the NHL. 
And he struggled so badly his first three years. At 29 goals, 28 goals, 21 goals. He actually got progressively worse. This was today. They, they, they run him out of dodge. There's no doubt about it today. But back then, no media. Only way to complain was the water cooler. He wrote a letter to the editor. And let's face it, 90% of the people on Twitter, on social media, they don't know how to write. So there's no fear of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the um, fact is, is that Lafreniere is an absolute blue chip prospect for you. And I, and I think the second half has shown that. He's already up to 10 goals, I believe. And hopefully he gets a couple more before the season finishes. I hope he's safe tonight. And, and uh, I, I just think the world of the guy. I, re- I really do. I, I, I think I found he's left the ice too early sometimes. Like, I see him out there and I go, man, like, I, I know you got to adhere to that 35 seconds. But he's not even at that mark and he's going off. So I, I think that's, you know, there's <coughs> precautions have been built in through the coaching staff. I think his lack of confidence early on, and it manifested itself into a catch-22. Coaches lost trust. He lost confidence. They both weren't able to find any production, and he was hardly able to contribute other than dribs and drabs. And then the second half, changed up the lines. Shabanajad got hot. Let's be honest, like hitting a switch with that guy about six weeks ago. Yep. And and, uh, and and I think Lafreniere's got a few shifts in him. You can see the difference. So you got a blue chipper with, it, with him. No doubt about it, Polly. And look at the Rangers this year. They had more. You had more problems with Putin than you did almost. <laughs> you know, you had more problems politically than you did with hockey. I for know. God's sake! It's I mean, this is one of the most unusual years for any team in hockey history. What happened to the New York Rangers this year? And look at how they've played. They should be in the postseason. They're in any other division they're in. Yep. It sucks they're not because I think they could make some noise because they're playing so much better. But you know what? Uh, just go get them next October, man, and get off to a better start. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you don't have the same messes to deal with with both COVID, <laughs> Putin, da- you know, uh, D'Angelo losing yep. his mind. Yep. I mean, he's your top scoring D guy last year. How do you don't just automatically replace sixty points, even though Adam Fox is having a career year and should win the Norris? Yep. Like he's he had forty two points last year. He's going to have twenty more, twenty five, thirty more than that this year. Not that much, but more. And you just you just don't replace that, you know. You put, it's a little bit you could do, but you just couldn't do it all. And and uh, I got high hopes for the Rangers next year. I really do. All right, Liam. And the last thing, and you just brought it up there, Foxy, and, and obviously the Tony D thing that we uh, faced with. Uh, Keandre Miller comes in here; he's fantastic. You got this young D cord, Zach Jones. So I want to just ask you real quick: Is is a guy like Braden Schneider going to break this lineup next year? Well, I think so. I think he can. If you look at the last three, four years on the Rangers, and let's be honest, they've been sort of spinning here. Um, you know, as, as they've been riding King Henry and he was going downhill and you're moving guys out, you have Mark Stahl in. I mean, you've got some guys that have been around. But the is, is Fox an aberration or is, or is this the real deal? I mean, <laughs> you know, you don't think Carolina's going right now. Hey, hold on a second here. But, man, Calgary had him first, for God's sake. What do you think they're thinking? <laughs> so, no, I, I think he can make that team. I think there's all sorts of room there. Certainly in the bottom pair, there's room all day. And, I mean, you got true, but you, you, you look at the – nucleus and say it looks pretty solid but i think he could make this roster for sure out of camp next year i definitely have confidence in that 100 percent. all right man well, we're looking forward to it rangers have a lot of good problems to look forward to after this year not making the postseason and man 
It'll be interesting to see what happens in the game tonight. And you bring up some great points, man. It might be a great, uh, not great thing, but it's probably going to be a crossroads or a tipping point here for the NHL, especially with the way the Rangers reacted. Liam, you're the best. You know me and you. Once we get started, I could go all day with you, brother. I miss you, mate. Thanks so much for coming on here and giving me a hit at Go Rangers Radio. Everybody follow Liam at, at Liam's underscore hockey on Twitter and search him on LinkedIn at Liam McGuire for all his. Uh, what do you want to call it on Wednesdays? Wheel and Wednesdays. Wheel and Wednesdays, William, baby. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't remember that. And I get got his Liam books. Hockey, I got Wheel and Wednesdays. I got a bunch of stuff, but just throw me a follow on Twitter and talk hockey. I'm good to go. You're the best, man. All right, Liam. Take care, brother. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks right, so much. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Liam, before you go, look what just wow. came over the wire, buddy. JD and Gordon have been fired. What the F? I, I'm in a state of shock here, pal. You know, we just finished uh, breaking down the entire Wilson escapade. I'm talking about the Rangers getting ready to rock and roll in October. I'm saying you got one of the best in JD outside of league offices. And now oh. he's out there pounding the pavement looking for work. He said What's it was going to be a New York. You said there was going to be a tipping point in the league, maybe, but. Oh, man. Look, this is all hot coming in off the wire. Everybody's looking at different columns here and all that other stuff. But yeah, what 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 the hell, man? Uh, Dolan, had said uh, I saw real quick that it had nothing to do with the Tom Wilson and the statement from the team. Oh, come um, on. You know, but, uh, that's, I, that's I, insulting even that they're floating that out there now. So I guess now it's uh, and, and then even prior to that, you've probably seen it, too. <clears throat> they uh, allegedly Davidson and Gorton trying to distance themselves allegedly from from the statement uh that makes no sense so now there's more questions and answers and you're going to try and tell me this timing isn't isn't matching up with that statement and and they're going to try and say it's based on performance based on everything that happened off the ice that was out of the rangers control based on the fact that they look like they are seriously ready for a push next year in their division i think and and uh that's that's just uh this is something else. Uh, to me, it speaks to, obviously, Batman um, on behalf of the owners, but probably largely pushing this himself, saying you cannot call into question one of the guys who I've handpicked here to run this particular department, and I don't think a million dollar or two million dollar or whatever million dollar number of fine was going to cut it, and he wanted heads. That's the way I see it. What about you? You're, you're, the, you're the native there. You're the ranger guy. What do you think? I, look, I I have been saying this. I I said that I was I was shocked that the Rangers put out that statement. You know, this goes back to what we were talking earlier, and my vibe on it that like you know what happened the other night is nothing new. All right, and you know we and we talked about it earlier too, as far as you know the slap on the wrist and and uh, you know how how these things are going. So for me, and, and I was talking about like I said, put yourself uh, if Wilson was in another sweater, you look at the other organizations, none of the other teams were rallying behind the Rangers, you know, cause there or anything else. So I I definitely believe this is a a league thing and they 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 called Dolan and said get them out of there. I mean, I you know, we talked before about yeah, JD signed on this, Gordon they must have signed out off on this to post that statement. And I have to firmly believe this is the league saying this, this, it's, it's all about us. You know, like you were talking about too, this is a league decision. I am, I am stunned, but in the whole scope of this, it's all making sense, right? We talked about the league created this. 
So it, it, whatever happens here, you know, uh, that this statement gets released by JD and Gordon, or it was signed off by somebody, right? And I was shocked well, that they you, did that, you, knowing the history you would think of this so, league. Paulie. You would think so, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what did we all read? Well, we read a statement that we were led to believe formally came from the New York Rangers. But when it says the New York Rangers, formally from who? Like who drafted it? And then who said put it up there? And then who put it up there? Look what happened almost at the same time, uh, just a few hours before. You had the Washington Capitol social media guy put up that, that tweet about uh, uh, Tom Wilson and violence and living rent-free in, in, in the head. Did you see that? No, I just... That, that was, oh, yeah, that, that was unbelievable. That was pulled down. It was deleted about 20 oh, minutes the, later, but it's been, it's oh, been the, screenshotted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the tweet that the cap sent out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did see my, that. Yeah, I apologize. My, yes, my I did. Point, my, my point in that is that we we all read that Ranger statement. Who really put it out? And it's in, inexplicable that it could have been put out without the highest of brass saying, go ahead and do it. We know we're going to get fined, but we want to make a statement. That's the way I looked at it. I think that's the way most fans looked at it. Most fans said, wow, man. Ballsy thing to do. Probably going to cost you seven figures. Yeah. But it's Dolan's. Cares. They dropped that way. They dropped that out of their back pocket on the way to the parking lot. So they're going. They just want to make a statement here. They literally and figuratively. They they want to make. It's on principle here. They want to say how how ridiculous this is. You didn't even suspend this guy at least for the game we're playing tonight. Give him something so that the statement comes out. Who did it really come from? Now you got Davidson and Gordon saying, "Well, hold on." It wasn't us. Well, no, who? <laughs> it wasn't you guys. Wait a minute. Then Bettman maybe chimes in and says uh, to Dolan, I don't give a crap who it was. You get this. Someone's paying for this. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we're missing the playoffs, and we're just going to say we suck at hockey, so we're firing our president and our GM. Meanwhile, you make the big splash, bring it back from Columbus. He's coming home. JD's coming home, baby. And you got Jeff Gordon, maybe one of the one of the most intelligent general managers in the game. Oh, like, if, if you don't think he's a hockey, this guy's a hockey lifer, man. He's been involved in the NHL since 1992. He's been with the Rangers for six years. He, he In Boston, he's responsible for drafting guys like Brad Marchand. And and uh, he's a guy who, who helped orchestrate the trade for Tuco Rask, uh, trading Andrew Raycroft. He drafted Milan Lucic. You know, he, he, he drafted uh, Phil Kessel. I mean... Then he comes to New York. Six years. Come on. Is his track record? Come on. Who's who's buying that? That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But what an unfreaking believable. Man, it'd be one thing if the Minnesota Wild fired there for whatever reason. But New York? <laughs> this is this is blowing up, baby. Unfreaking believable, Polly. We're just signing, we're just signing off the show. Yeah, Liam. I don't know. I mean, you know, this has been such a crazy season here for the New York Rangers. I this is just something you don't see you don't see coming. And you know, definitely, like I said, gutsy statement from the team, uh, unprecedented. We talk about them getting fined. To think that they fired both of these guys, and and all the success that they had this year, even though not making the playoffs, uh, just everything that they've they've gone through, and now. To them being gone, I mean, they're keeping Drury on is from what I'm hearing. This talks about Messier coming in. I mean, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
I, I just don't know, Liam. I, I can't explain it. How do you hey, do I'll this? tell you what, Paulie. I'll tell you what. If they if they end up gassing Quinn at the end of this he's season. Gotta go. hire, and, he's got to go. He's got to go. You can't fire go. J.D. and Gordon. He's got to go. He definitely has to go. He's gone. There's I know. no doubt about I it. I know. So so pencil him gone. So pencil him gone. And you know who's been coaching? You know who's been coaching in the minors for a bunch of years, man? He's just waiting for the call. I'm just waiting for my Who? shift, brother. Nicky Patillo. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, they should I put him in tonight. Right <laughs> They're tapping number 22 on the shoulder. They're saying, get out there, baby, and don't dance. Just like Paul Mulvey in 1983 with Don Perry. I'm telling you, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, bring him in tonight. Fire, fire him before the game. <laughs> Put him behind the bench. Oh, man. Nicky was my I'll favorite Ranger growing uh, up, man. Oh. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Colt, Colt Noor. Colt Noor is going to be at, at the rink tonight. That's Said he's going, going to the game. Said Tom Wilson didn't want to come anywhere near me when I was on the ice. And so he was going back and forth with Stephen Valaquette, former Ranger goaltender. Yeah, Colt Norris says, I'm going to the game tonight. What more can you add, man? What more can you add? I got Brett Cluche on my feed, former New Jersey Devil, six foot five, 255 pounds, played in the NHL, tough as nails. I got him on my feed saying he wants a piece of Wilson, too. <laughs> <laughs> Should he even show up tonight? He's had all the Ranger games, Paulie. Really? He's had all the Ranger games, and he loves Panarin. And he says it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. He said, I want to dress one more game. But anyway, I'm telling you, this thing is, last 24 hours, this is crazy. Have you, uh, can you, you're such an NHL historian, can you think of anything like this? I mean, I'm sure not too much surprises you anymore, Liam, but what about this compared to maybe some other, one other story maybe that you can think of? Well, if you look over hockey history at some of the some of the events, and of course, social media, we've only got a couple decades to work with, and even less than that, really, because it's been the advent of of Twitter, really, that's been the big the the, the big component of of all of that. But you look at the Good Friday brawl in, in Montreal in '84, and the Richard riot in '55 would be two of the ones that that certainly stand out as some of the biggest, most infamous moments in uh, or controversial all of the above in NHL history uh, I I could I could think of a, a couple others I suppose but um, uh, you know Bertuzzi Moore obviously would have to rank right up there uh, McSorley on Brashear in 2000 I mean I'm talking about the fallout from these yeah you look at Green Mackey and start of stick swinging the charges all of the fallout from that exhibition game actually right here in Ottawa in 1969 um, you know, from a Rangers perspective, you want to go r- way back, Ronnie Murphy, Boom Boom Jeffrey on 52, all of the fallout from that. Uh, that's so many years ago. But in trying to keep something just a little bit more modern terms, maybe David Steckel on Crosby in the outdoor game, uh, that's one that got a lot of controversy that, that came out of that. That's when concussions and the headshots really started to garner some sort of notoriety, so there's a lot of fallout from that. You look at this one here, I think it kind of stands alone. It's it's got its it, it can stand on its own merit of controversy and and uh, and 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 how it's how it's jumped off the pages here in the last 24 hours. That's so crazy. <laughs> it is, man. It is. It is. This is 
This is right up there. I, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, I can, I can keep going, right, and throw some other ones. I mean, the Gretzky trade, but that doesn't bring in, you know, that certainly doesn't have a violence of aspect to it. But, but in terms of controversy, it certainly brought that in on a, on a number of fronts when he was his first trade to Los Angeles on August 9th, nineteen eighty-eight. So there's a few men, but I'll tell you, this, uh, like I said, this has got its own staying power, given how this has all gone down in the last 24 hours. It has been unfreaking believable. And now with this news, it, it, this is really something. Yeah. Now what are we going to get tonight on the ice? I mean, what's next? What's next? May, are they going to gas Quinn before the game, maybe? I mean, who knows? Who knows? What about uh, Harold Ballard when he fired Roger Nielsen and then rehired him the same day and said he wanted him to come? Behind the bench with a paper bag over his head. True story. Said, wear a paper bag over your head. We'll make a big splash because all the fans went nuts. They were going to burn down Maple Leaf Gardens. They'd already had 24 hours, or I should say uh, 24 months of upheaval there. You know, with, with Daryl Sittler removed the C. And then they traded Tiger Williams. They traded Lanny McDonald. They later traded Daryl Sittler. Everything was imploding in Toronto. So Roger... Or, uh, Ballard fires Nielsen and then rehires him and wants him to wear a paper bag. So maybe, uh, maybe Drury will fire Quinn. And I don't know, man. I, I know this is just crazy. It's crazy. I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like refreshing the, the, you know, the Twitter timeline here just to see if anybody else is going to get fired here before the game today. I know. Oh man, yeah. Look, this is. Uh, I think there's going to be more to this, Liam, as this continues going forward. I can't. Yeah, you can't make any sense out of this. And and you, like I said, these no. two guys are just too. JD's a class act. Gordon's been a class yeah. act. I mean, there's got to be more to this story, man. But this is unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, well, and performance based, and you're going to do it now when you still have what four games left in the season. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing of this. That is such a stupid thing to say. If everybody was backing them for the statement they made regarding uh, Peros and, and Wilson, now now it's a laughing stock for trying to put that one over people's eyes. But hey, look at the Rangers will sort it out, and and they'll ice the team tonight. They'll ice the team going forward, and they'll ice the team in October. And we'll see what the hell is over uh, comes out of this. But you're right. I, I don't think we've heard the end of all this yet. That laughter you hear in the back are Icelander fans. <laughs> yeah. Buckle up for yeah. the playoffs. Way to take the heat off us. We haven't won a cup since '83, so thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're the best, brother. Oh, this goes on. I don't hang around. I might have you back in another 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure, pal. I'll stand by. <laughs> Let's go, Rangers. All right, buddy. Take care, man. I know you got a lot more shows to do today. Have fun, brother. You're the best. We'll see you, Polly. Liam McGuire. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh. Let's go Rangers Radio. Goes on. <laughs> Got any questions for Polly Tagus at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Dugay forecheck, faster than a John Agrodnick line change, and unable to guarantee anything like Mark Messier. Here's Cuthbert. All right, guys. It's sponsor time right now on Go Rangers Radio. So, hey, yeah, you, you got Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. Really? Okay. I'm looking out for you because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount 
So use the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com and get 20% off all your purchases and free shipping. That's right. I said free shipping. Okay? So you got to take care of this, all right? Take care of yourself. Manscaped is dedicated to uh, helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower, 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. That's the thing here, guys. They got all kinds of stuff. It's not just, you know, the trimmer and the nose clippers and all that other stuff. They got all kinds of stuff here. Deodorant, uh, oils, all great stuff, all right? Um, Their trimmer is the best to help you trim up the hedges. The trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. It's true. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your Tinder date, really. Okay, you'll also find the Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. Be sure to add the refined cologne to your arsenal. With a perfect package or performance package purpose, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, I got one of these, it's awesome, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Great set of boxes comes with this stuff, man. You got to get it. So, look, you want to go to go uh, manscaped.com and you want to, uh, you know, use the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping, okay? You got to use the code, though. Manscaped.com, GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO, either one, whatever you prefer. Type it long, type it short. It's up to you. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience, okay? Once again... Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, okay? It's 2021, and you still got bush. You got to take care of yourself, all right? So change all that with Manscaped, and go get this perfect package kit. And again, anything you guys want, just check out manscaped.com. It's just great. They got all kinds of great stuff. Um, And you can use our code to get discounts off anything you guys want over there. And free shipping. Which is huge. All right. Manscaped.com. Thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap on a wild episode. Wild day here in uh, New York. Big thanks to Liam for joining me here and giving me a take today. Um, definitely just a great guy to have on for just a wild day. Hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to Liam. He's a rip. Make sure you follow him at Liam's underscore hockey on Twitter and look for him on LinkedIn for all his articles and Wheeling Wednesdays, Liam McGuire on LinkedIn. Uh, thanks as always for listening. Appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Hang in there, everybody. We don't know what's going to happen going forward with this organization. You, you got to assume David Quinn's going to get fired too. This ain't over yet. But anyway, I'll see you on Twitter later. We'll be watching this game and this chaos. Can't believe what happened. So until then, stay safe and healthy. And let's go, Rangers. Ugh. Take care, everybody. Go Rangers Radio out.